Times and times again the system would not prosecute policemen who used excessive and criminal force. Why is that so? In our legal system, the police are there to enforce the law. The problem is that the law is abusive. It is a formidable bulldozer that crushes everything and everybody in its path. It has become a power tool that is no longer at the service of justice but at the service of our impersonal and quasi-supernatural system. After the Civil War, Jim Crow laws were introduced in the South in order to keep the emancipated slaves under control. Today those laws are no longer in the books. But our legal system is a cousin of the Southern system. It is in many ways, just as abusive, but not as obviously so as the Jim Crow laws. As can be expected, the system protects its public servants, therefore it protects the police even when they abuse their power or fail to control their instincts. Those who want to defund the police are attacking the symptom. Not the cause of the disease. If we want to civilize our local police we should free them from having to enforce the law and expect them to act as peacekeepers. In some cases, force will be needed. In those cases, we can use specialized squads. But in most cases, we need experts in the art of diffusing the tempers before they degenerate into violence. Ideally the majority of those peacekeepers will consist in competent male and mostly female officers. Instead of relying on the force of the sword, they should rely on the force of the word. If we want to civilize the police in this way, we should civilize ourselves and our system as well. The Second Amendment should be abrogated because it has become obsolete in a civilized society. I know that in this regard America is deeply divided. The culture of the Far West is a terrible heritage. It has no room in a civilized place. Because this is a question of culture and civilization, those who agree with me should start civilizing their towns and cities, one at a time. We cannot allow the uncivilized Americans to take us hostage. They can have their Second Amendment and worship it. But we should not allow those holy savages to undermine our civilized views. Let them have their constitution, we will create our own. Unlike them, however, we will not attempt to civilize them. Let the freedom to chose our gods and our constitutions be our rule. We must tolerate the existence of fascists and religious fanatics in our midst, simply because they are under the control of powerful forces that they worship as gods and goddesses. To religious freedom we should add ideological freedom, that is to say the freedom to evolve as the world evolves. Those who reject evolution and worship immobility are free to do so. What we will not allow them to do, however, is take us back to the days of the Inquisition and McCarthyism. We must allow them to exist, but only in their place and provided they do not purport to tell us what to do. With the special privileges of Hong Kong, China was supposed to be one country with two systems. Something similar is needed in America. One country, many different worldviews, therefore many systems. There is a difficulty in introducing this kind of pluralism into the American scene. The change cannot be done at the federal level. Our two parties don't agree on anything, let alone agreeing on a dual or pluralist constitution. Because change is impossible at the top of the power pyramid, we must seek it at the bottom of the pyramid. This means that we should begin with our cities and towns. Here is the strategy that I propose. First of all, we should secularize our local systems. Here is an example. Mayors receive their authority from the electors. In a secular system, they don't have to take an oath of any kind, or swear to uphold the Constitution and the laws of the United States. All these practices come directly from the Church, and the Church took them from ancient pagan practices that were based on magic. The aim of those practices is to control the mind of those who enjoy some power. This is how the power system perpetuates itself. No comment. Perjury. Legally speaking, you can lie in court. By so doing you do not commit any crime. But if you lie under oath you commit a crime known as perjury. This is how legal magic works. This is why I say, 
you should never agree to testify in court under the penalty of perjury. Whenever you hear those magic words, you should refuse to testify. If you don't believe me, learn from Trump's lawyers. In his second impeachment trial they would not let him testify because they were afraid he would perjure himself. Magic? The law uses good old magic to control the mind and the behavior of our elected officials. This is how the church system perpetuates itself, and this how the so-called secular system perpetuates itself. This is how change is prevented. That is why the first change I would introduce in our local governments is to get rid of old magic, in order to open the way for political and legal change. Please think about that and start organizing petitions that would free our local systems from good old magic. In the land of the free nobody is free as long as we continue to practice all those forms of magic. Once we have elected officials who are not under the control of magic, we can enjoy having emancipated mayors whose job is to serve the people, not the sacred demons of an outdated and terribly biased constitution.